0: Listener-supported. WNYC Studios.
1: From newsounds.org, this is an archive edition of the Soundcheck Podcast. I love From NewSounds.org, welcome to another of our live in-studio performances, The Soundcheck Podcast, as we call it. And today we have in the studio a remarkable collaboration, the project called Junun. It is a collaboration between the Israeli musician and composer Shai Bensur and the Indian ensemble known as the Rajasthan Express. A few years ago, they got together along with Johnny Greenwood from the band Radiohead to record an album called Janun. And in fact, the ensemble is now touring around the States as Radiohead's opening act. Their songs are sung in Hebrew, Urdu, and Hindi. And they are a mix of musical languages as well, as you will now hear as we hear Janun performing live in studio. That is the band Junoon, live here in our studio in a song called Julus, which was written by Shai Bensor, who played the guitar and was one of the singers, along with uh, Zakir Ali, who was also playing the harmonium, and Zaki Nizami, also singing. Amir Damami playing the trumpet, Hazmat playing the euphonium, the instrument that looks like a small tuba with uh, Nathu Lal Solanki getting that whole thing started on the the Naraga drums and Ajmeri Khan playing the uh, the dolak, which is the barrel-shaped drum, one of the many barrel-shaped drums of India. Shai, to you and the rest of the band, uh, welcome to the studio today. Great to have you with us on Soundcheck.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor for us to come here.
1: So this this music comes from many different traditions within South Asia and the Near East and you know, you as a Western guitarist, you know, drawing on that tradition as well. How did you first get involved, living in Israel, with Indian music?
0: Well, I was a musician since I was a kid, and after high school I guess, I I've attended a concert of Indian music, and I was blown away, and I decided to go to India to study a bit about the musical culture of India, and I ended up Spending most of my adult life there mm-hmm. uh, still studying as I always wish to do, and after being living in India for so many years, I basically naturally my my composing as being uh, influenced by the musical tradition uh, that surrounded me so this is how these uh, projects have started to evolve.
1: Well, like, so it nice. so it all started with one concert that you heard back home in Israel, right?
0: Somehow I could, uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Say yes. Do you remember who it was? Yeah,
0: obviously it was uh, Pandit Hari Prasad Chaurasia, the, the great flute player. Best uh, and uh, Ustad Zakir Hussain.
1: Oh well, okay, Zakir yeah. Hussain, the master tabla player. Yeah. Now that's Indian classical music, but what you're doing here is very different. It seems to be drawing on, you know, there's th- there's this brass band tradition in South Asia, which mm-hmm. is sort of a remnant of the British legacy, used in weddings and things like that. Also, the sounds of Kavali music, you know, the Sufi devotional music, which has a real kind of party dance rhythm to it. It seems like you you know you you may have gone to India for one thing but you seem to have found a number of others.
0: Yeah, I mean initially I went to India because I was very much inspired by Indian classical music which is something that I study and practice even to this day. Although uh, at some point I you know I mean I came across other genres of Indian music when people talk about Indian music they always think about uh, something which is very homogenic. Mm-hmm. They, they think mm-hmm. they think either about Indian, North Indian classical music, or either on Bollywood pop. Right. Uh, but saying Indian music is almost saying like Western music. India <laughs> is India is a subcontinent, which has so many musical traditions um, that basically evolved throughout centuries, thousands of years, actually, in different locations. So it can be divided or you can define the musical traditions either by times or either by geographical regions. Right. So I was very much inspired by the Sufi tradition of uh, music, Kawali. I went, i um, talking about it was more than 20 years ago, I guess. But I went to Ajmer, which, uh, where I came to know that there is the Sufi saint Khwaja Muinuddin Hassan Chishti. Uh, who has basically brought the Sufi message to India, and I knew that Sufis are the mystics of Islam. Right. Have a very special relation between the... Uh, like the Sufis has a very special approach towards music, and music is one of the tools to elevate the soul, to connect with the divine, and I was very curious about that, but uh, when I came there, Basically, that became one of the most essential things in my life. So I spent many years in Ajmer, where I met uh, Ustad Zakir Ali and Ustad Zakinizami. Nizami. Uh, there are basically the kawals of the Ajmer, Dargah Sharif. Dargah is the shrine, the holy shrine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Sufi music is usually being played in the shrines.
1: And, uh-huh. and for folks who haven't heard Kavali music, it's, it's drums, hand claps, the harmonium, and these kind of soaring vocals. Um, uh, we've had a lot of great performances in, in our studio over the years, but one of the most memorable for me was the great Nusrat Fatah Ali Khan, mm. uh, the superstar of, of Kavali music back in the 90s before he passed away. <laughs> It seems that there are some songs on this Junun project that really have that Kavali sound to them, including maybe the one you're going to do next.
0: Um, the one we do, we'll do do next, I guess, is a bit but not as much as some of the other compositions so yeah i mean also the the lyrics the poetries in the project in junoon project so some of them are hebrew poetries that i've i've been writing but the other poetries uh, especially the urdu ones are basically they are been written by the sufi saint mm-hmm. of ajmer his name is Hazrat Nawab Khadim Hassan Gudri Shah Baba He He's a contemporary saint. And still alive? No. He oh. passed away in the late sixties. Okay. Right. But his poetry is being basically performed within different Kawali groups. So this is where that core of the project has a lot of the Kawali spirit of Mm -hmm. devotion and ecstasy the kawali music is very ecstatic right then the other elements within the the group and the junoon project Uh, so we have as you mentioned the brass bands brass is another tradition that actually migrated to india with the british uh, raj The brass musicians are usually playing in different parades, Mm -hmm. in weddings, in funerals, also in some religious ceremonies, walking through the streets. I was very fascinated by that. And when I played to Johnny Greenwood, the Indian brass Music. He was Johnny and Nigel Godrich. Both were very, very thrilled with that, and they thought that that should be the sound of the Junoon album. So we got the brass uh, music that usually is a completely different tradition, right, right? And they never play with kawali, so it's something different. And then we have the Nagara drums of uh, Natulal Solanki, who is uh, Natuji. He could maybe, you know, a little bit <laughs> tell about himself, but. <laughs> I'll just say shortly. No, he's just,
1: he's just pointing for you, at you to keep going. <laughs> okay.
0: But Natuji comes from a tradition of uh, Hindu musicians. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the Brahma Mandir, the temple of Brahma in Pushkar. Pushkar is one of the holiest sites for Hindus, like the Mecca of Hindus. And there is, there is millions of temples in India, but for the god Brahma, there is only one temple, which is in Pushkar. And Natu's family has been playing the Nagara drums in this temple for the last 400 years. Yeah. Um So while we were conceptualizing the project, one of the things that we wanted to define, and Johnny is the music producer of the album. So one of the, uh, the along guy Along with Nigel, like, who
1: is Radiohead's And Nigel producer. came yeah. and
0: made the whole studio. We actually recorded in a fort and did the sound for it. So yes, they were working together, But one of the lines that we drew before we started recording was that we are going to use only, besides my guitars and Johnny's instruments, we're going to use only Indian instruments, which means we're not going to get drums and Western strings and all these uh, other rich sounds that we can use from Western instruments. Uh, And Johnny was asking, do we have something that could be like a Western drum set, but is not Western? So I was saying, wow, we have the Nagara drums. I know Natuji for more than 20 years, and he's the best and very, very dear uh, friend. So then we got the Nagara drums. On the album, we have also his son. His name is uh, Narsilal Solanki, so we have two Nagaras. And the other, uh, which is not here with us, the other tradition... Which is involved in the project as the Manganiyar tradition. The Manganiyars are also Muslims; they are Gypsies, but mm-hmm. they are uh, traditionally playing music and singing for the Hindu Maharajas. So,
1: yeah, which is one of the interesting things about music in India is how easily it crosses religions. You know, you have m- Muslims singing, you know, Hindi texts, and vice versa. And now you come in as an Israeli musician with some occasionally Hebrew texts. Do do the guys learn them phonetically just to, to be able to sing them?
0: Yes, we are going through a process. Usually when I write the poetries in Hebrew, then I translate the meaning to the guys. Uh, we're sitting and talking about the lines, and then everybody's learning it uh, phonetically and <laughs> starting to sing. It's, it's a very long procedure yeah, about yeah. Uh, basically exploring the, the the poetic aspect and then feeling it and then expressing it in singing so what
1: language is this uh, the song who in
0: who is in hebrew and when you said about the the element of kawali is there but i would guess that from a musical point of view it is very much also Rajasthani kind of more typical uh, way to unfold a composition you know i mean like ajmer where the shrine of the Sufi saint Khwaja Moinuddin Khazan Chishti, it's in Ajmer, which is in Rajasthan. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of influences around there of Rajasthani music. This is how I also came to meet a lot of the other Rajasthani musicians. So it is like all the other compositions in the album. It is an original composition, but it is corresponding with Rajasthani musical traditions. Um, So the song is who, who means... In Hebrew, it means hymn.
1: Mm-hmm. Hymn, H-Y-M-N, like y- a hymn to God? Or Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's hear a, a live performance from the band Junun. They are here with us in the Soundcheck studio today. This song is called, Who? Once again, a live performance from the band known as Junoon, and a song called Who, H-U, which you will find on the album called Junoon, credited to Shai Benzor, Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead, and the musicians of the Rajasthan Express. And Shai, there's a little bit of everything in there. We talked about the, the Kavali and the brass band and the Rajasthani kind of, you know, those al- almost like desert blues, Rajasthan being a largely desert state in India but then there's also this coming together of of religions, of Hinduism and Islam, the Sufi sect and uh, Judaism, all coming together in this this larger project. When you set out to do this, did you have any of that in mind,
0: or was that just a happy accident? Um, See, it was not, uh, I'm not promoting any agendas as such. I just Mm -hmm. uh, try to express feelings In music and in poetic verses, and the fact that uh, these religions come together—that's, in a way, it's the soundtrack and the way of my life. Unfortunately, with all the political circumstances in the world, it looks sometimes that it's some sort of a phenomenon or something exceptional that, that these things are coming together, but. Uh, from our point of view, these things are actually not separated right. in the first place. And uh, for uh, people who are believers and for uh, love of God or love of unity, it's all different colors from the same source. So mm. we are just expressing it in our own way.
1: Now, there there's... Um many years ago we had a, a Pakistani band playing here in the studio, also called Janoon, spelled slightly differently. It was J-U-N-O-O-N. Um, what does that word Junoon mean?
0: Um, Janoon basically means madness. It's the name of the project that suddenly became the name of the band. We never planned to uh, <laughs> form uh, the project and, and name it as a band. Actually, originally it was Basically, have we have the Rajasthan Express, which I've I've expressed the <laughs> w- the <laughs> motifs of what it is made from, and Johnny Greenwood and myself, and the name of the project is Junoon. That was also made into a film by Paul Thomas Anderson.
1: Right. Um, he was there while you were making the record.
0: Yes, he was there together with Sharona Katan, who is an amazing visual artist. So she was taking care of the whole visual aspect. Another photographer, his name is Ian Patrick. Uh, Nigel Godrich, which I've mentioned, who actually built a studio we recorded in a fort in Jodhpur. And with another uh, friend, his name is Arna, who is also a visual artist, and Sam Pet Davis, who came with Nigel. So we were a bunch of creative uh, artists, each one documenting and expressing his angle of, very magical three weeks mm. where we got to live in the fort and basically play and record uh, the music. As for your question, Junoon, so the song Junoon, which is featuring the poetry of Hazrat Nawab Khadim Hassan Gudri Shah Baba from Ajmer, which I've also you mentioned. mentioned him earlier, so right. it talks about the madness of love. It says, Jesse Junoon ne Muhabbat. Basically, junun and muhabbat, the muhabbat is love. The junun, the madness of muhabbat. And in Sufi terminologies, the craziness, the madness is something which uh, is positive when it basically leads a person into the unity of God through love. And love is everything, and love is the highest power. Right. So it's madness so, of love.
1: Madness and obsession as a, a tool to some kind of ecstatic state or as you say a a state of unity with love and divine and all that kind of thing.
0: Yes and I I think also not just from I mean it's a very basic thing that I think all of us who experience love we feel that when we have we are very passionate uh, about a person or uh, something and and love takes place there is no space for anything else in our heart and mind so when love is is very dominant then that sort of a feeling arises
1: so uh janoon has become the name of this band now as you guys play you know to tens of thousands of people you know opening for radiohead what kind of response do you get from an audience that maybe doesn't know what to expect from you
0: i feel it personally it's uh very beautiful in a sense you know yes we are supporting radiohead so it is not really our stage right. we are very honored that radiohead has took us on this uh, ride and it's always a very beautiful experience to see that some people who don't know us at the beginning they they stand and they look and eventually they are swayed in <laughs> the passion of music yeah. for me it's also something that I know by fact music has changed my life without knowing, as you you mentioned Nusrat Fati Ali Khan, I used to listen to his kawalis, I had that time no idea of what he was singing about but music maybe crosses the barriers of cultures and language, so music is a language by its own so when we meet people and they hear our music somehow we always hope it will reach out, but Mm -hmm. for us this is the main thing, is music.
1: Yeah. We are speaking with Shai Bensor who wrote the, uh, there are 13 songs on the record, Janun, right? And uh, you, they're all yours. They're all original compositions. The, the music is. The music is. And
0: the lyrics, the Hebrew lyrics, are mine. And those who are in Urdu, or so I said, it's by some Sufi saints. And there is also Hindi lyrics mm-hmm. from the Hindu saint Mirabai. Hmm. And she was a Hindu mystic from the Bhakti movement in the 15th century. Um, she was a princess from Rajasthan who basically gave up all the richness of the kingdom and the love of Krishna and the love of God and she was roaming around in the streets and writing the most inspiring poetries. At that time, she was outcasted. Today, she has temples on her name.
1: Yeah, uh, Mirabai is still uh very important figure in in indian culture now where does this next song come from chalavahi des
0: so this is the the original music for the poetry of mirabai and she's in this song she's talking about let's go to that country this is a country where the beloved resides and then she is describing the different sort of dresses and ornaments that she will prepare herself which has a play of uh, poetic elements, because it looks like it's a woman who is getting decorated for uh, a wedding or something very celebrated, but at the same time is waiting for the meeting with the beloved, the meeting with God.
1: Mm -hmm. So, uh, several layers of of meaning in the poetry, as is often the case. Let's, let's hear a performance of the piece. We are uh, featuring the band Janoon on this edition of the Soundcheck podcast.
2: Atea, Jamaso, Bad Hatu, my Hoopa, Bada, Dera, Bad to go to the Home. Did you mention Massa? That the Aki had said, Rota who are to say after that, after that, he may be
1: Janun, live on the Soundcheck podcast. Chalavahides is the name of the song, text by the Indian Saint Mirabai, music by the guitarist Shai Bensur. And uh, there's just so much going on, Shai, as we've talked about, all these different musical elements coming together in the band. Then when you add Johnny Greenwood to the mix, he's bringing something else yet again, electronics, his own processing and effects and stuff. When you guys are touring with Radiohead, does he generally play with you guys as part of the opening set?
0: He's quite amazing. He's uh, uh, Yes, he plays with us. He goes on soundcheck with Radiohead, which takes quite some time. Yeah. Then he soundchecks with us. Then he goes on stage with us. Then he goes for another around two and a half hours with Radiohead. So tonight, he's his own tonight, opening act, basically. He's <laughs> just, you know, it's quite amazing that he's so charged and, yeah, so.
1: Yeah. So the, the album called Junoon is out there and there is also the Paul Thomas Anderson, I hesitate to call it a documentary, it's really m- much more a kind of impression of the, the city of Jodhpur, right, where you recorded the record. And that's that's out there as well. What's next? Is this, uh, you know, will there be a follow-up record?
0: Um, I don't know to say what's next. Somehow everything just happened mm-hmm. uh, for us, to be honest. Uh, you know, many times you planned many, many things, and something completely different takes place. And for us, that is uh, really the story. So... We're just hoping always to play as much as we can music. Sometimes we will play uh, in the temple or in the Zakir Sab and Zaki Sab playing in the shrines. Mm -hmm. And sometimes small concerts, sometimes big concerts for us. The main thing is just to continue and experience life through music. And the rest is in his hands.
1: Well, uh, having you guys playing your music here in our studio today has been a real thrill. And I thank you all for, for joining us. Chai, thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much.
3: Thank you.
1: You've been listening to an episode of the Soundcheck Podcast from our archives. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see and hear much more on our website. Check it out at (laughs) newsounds.org.